Can suck it. I'm, no, I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad. Like, like they're not gonna answer you. No, like. they can't. Well, I mean, they can email in. By the way, three fish in a Berkeley podcast at gmail.com. That's why I said that. And with that, welcome back to Three Fish in a Percolator of Twin Peaks podcast <laughs> on Pinkers Productions Networks. I am Harrison Coford. I am joined by my co-hosts McKenna Guttery, hello, and Bradford Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking water. Okay. Um. From a percolator. So, how are you guys doing? Regardless of Twin Peaks. <laughs> Pretty good? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Doing fine. been working on the cover for the season for a little bit too long. But... That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to use any excuse. I will. To press Absolutely. Those. Absolutely. That's why you asked. You know, I 100%. just kind of like don't want to talk about what I have been going through because it's you got personal business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I laughed way too hard at that. Mm. Um, I don't think we have any bookhouse news this week. Someone in Ireland. Okay, actually, well, let me do a quick uh, transition for a new a little bit of bookhouse stuff. Do you feel that? What? The book house. The books. Where? <laughs> where? Oh, <laughs> where? All over. <laughs> um, so apparently this guy on Reddit who lives in Ireland, he searched Wisteria, which is the working title. So there are two titles for David Lynch's upcoming Netflix project. Unrecorded Night and Wisteria. They've both been listed on the, like, the legal documents and the hiring forms for it. Mm. And when you search Unrecorded Night on Netflix, nothing shows up. But when you search Wisteria, all the David Lynch stuff shows up. Mm. So that makes confoimed. me pretty happy. Confoimed. Basi- basically confoimed. What does this have to do with the guy in Ireland? I. He did it. That's confoimed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he searched it. Did anyone um, ask? Sorry. How'd you do it? <laughs> I can't wait till we get through the. Why'd you do it? Um. So yeah, that's that's basically all I got for Bookhouse today. How annoying it would it be if it was like, and that's it for Bookhouse. Let's go through it again. Time. Okay, so we're gonna play the log lady intro one more time. Is that cool? I'm gonna play the log for this week. Here we go. Even the ones who laugh are sometimes caught without an answer. These creatures who introduce themselves, but we swear we have met them somewhere before. Yes. Look in the mirror. What do you see? Is it a dream or a nightmare? Are we being introduced against our will? Are they mirrors? I can see the smoke. I can smell the fire. 
The battle is drawing nigh. What battle? It's interesting that she she talks about fire. Oh, she did talk about a battle of good and evil or something, I feel like, in one of the intros not that long ago. That's right. (laughs) Every time. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I was wondering what your reaction, I was looking at your face, I was like, what what did I say? Um, That's pretty great. Um, I think we should talk about that as we go along. You guys ready to jump into the episode? Yeah. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's just go ahead and uh, get on. He the bartender, isn't he? So he got personal business. <laughs> I don't sell drugs. That's my favorite That's right. So, we we tilt down onto the Palmer household, and we see um, the Palmer household. We go inside, and Andy, of all people, is drawing a description of the um, long-haired man that very good Sarah drawing. Palmer saw. Yeah, Andy very good drawing. could have done anything. And which us viewers can recognize as the long-haired man who is also in Cooper's Dream, mm-hmm. because it's the same guy who's crouching behind the bedposts, and that was talking about, I'll catch you with my death bag. Yeah. Um, so Leland comes in. So who, who let's draw the scene. First of all, I have a couple of questions. Don is there. Sarah's there. Um, Andy Truman and is, is Huck M- Maddie there. Is she standing? Madeline? Huh. Oh, I don't remember. Seeing Great question. I don't remember seeing her because I don't think we've had like her, her like no, introduction to Donna. Else. Yeah. I don't think she's met Donna. So, okay. Then. I'll say a firm no. She's not there. Yeah. Because that would have been a thing. Yeah. Is that for $50? That's for $50. Kenna, what do you say? What's the over-under on Madeline yeah. not being there? I got like say? five bucks. I Here don't know. Goes. Was she there? That's right. <laughs> she wasn't there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, that's wrong. Um, I get $5. The brass is wrong. <laughs> so then Leland comes in. And last we saw Leland, he was um, drunk. Dance with me. Yeah. Please. Begging people to dance with him. And those were some gropey hands, Brad, you were doing while you were saying <laughs> that. Me. Gropey too. Please. Um, and so. <laughs> dance with me. You're <laughs> a young whippersnapper. Get over here. I want to get a handful of that. Stop. Yes. Okay. He's, he's very young. So relax. But um, so last time we saw Leland, he's being taken home by. Cooper and Hawk, and he was very drunk. And so this is the morning after. I'm guessing he's a little hungover. A little. Yeah. But he's like a dick to yeah, Sarah, talking about like, oh, you should tell them about the locket. I don't understand his his like why well, he's being so mean. He's the one who jumped on a casket the day before. Yeah, he's off his rock. Yeah, he's very, he's definitely off his rocker. It's like, yeah, I get drunk and ask young girls to dance with me, but you're seeing things. <laughs> so then uh, Truman asks about the necklace, and she tells him that he had, she had a vision about someone taking the necklace. She did it so dramatically. She's like, yeah. a flashlight goes across the dark ground. Yeah. And she loved hand. Hand. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. <laughs> it's like she described it like she wrote the script, like section for yeah. it. 
we see uh, uh, the flashlight. A gloved yeah, hand. A gloved hand reaches out from off screen and grabs the <laughs> locket. Grabs a rock. Looks at it as if we are their vision and then pulls it off. <laughs> so then um, she tells Truman about it. Donna's sitting there like, crap. Like, yeah. I know what that has crap. to do with. Sarah is a witch and she yeah. has magic and we're in big trouble. That's right. <laughs> so invitation to love we see emerald seducing chet and but he's like i'm married to your sister which i've never understood the whole like because like this is a trope in other shows where it's like twin sisters but like the one guy's banging both obviously if you're banging both of them you're banging them for the looks but they look the exact same so what's the difference yeah that's all i have to there's say there's gotta be a difference i rest my case chet only one way to so then Truman comes bursting in with the brigade and he's like, what's going on? And then Lucy's telling him about the, what's going on, the invitation to love, mm-hmm. as Lucy does. Truman grabs her by her stupid blonde head and screams And slaps her. And yeah. Listen here, you stupid hussy. I want to know what's going on here. And when he slaps her, the wig falls off and it's actually Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. You're, 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 cover for you're gonna fight. Like, he's like, he discovers. He's like, he's like, you're gonna find your. He just leans like, Albert, in make out. <laughs> <laughs> Albert's like, you know where I found this blonde wig? Two blocks up on Queer Street. <laughs> That's right. That's so stupid. <sighs> I've got hours. You got coffee. personal business. So oh. then, um. <laughs> Lucy tells Truman that Cooper's meeting Dr. Jacoby and then Andy tries talking to Lucy he's like why didn't you let me sp- stay over last night <laughs> and so Lucy why didn't you let me sleep in- over at your house last night okay that's a great impression to- <laughs> by the way uh, SNL once did a parody of Twin Peaks really? when Kyle MacLachlan hosted and Conan O'Brien played Andy oh my god, that's so funny yeah, that's too perfect you need to see that's it that's amazing he also it was the, it was for the second season premiere, and he was hosting, and he revealed, he apparently revealed, quote-unquote, who killed Laura Palmer. And he's like, yeah, it's Shelly the Waitress, like, in the monologue. He's like, yeah, oh, wow. It's, yeah, That's it's, hilarious. It's, yeah, it's really funny. So um, <coughs> we sh- we'll put that on our Instagram or something. So then um, Lucy's mad at Andy, and then we go into the interrogation room or the conference room. Why well, don't they use the interrogation room? It's the conference room that they work in, and Jacoby's at one end and Cooper's at the other. It's great. Yeah. And Jacoby, I don't know. I want to know how this conversation began, where it's like, "Hey, like, before we get started, do you have any hobbies?" Do you, do you He's like, magic "I won't say anything, but I'll show you." But he pulls out two golf out. balls. And- I'm so glad I brought my two golf. How balls. does he do that? It's too Honestly, I don't know how he does this, those magic tricks. He's he it, like no. really incredible. Mm-hmm. So, um. Well, anyway, so Jacoby's doing some cool magic tricks. Cooper asks about Jacoby's relationship with Laura. He says that he has doctor-patient confidentiality, and then they start talking he says, about. I if there's a way we can hula hoop around. Who, who, yeah, yeah, hula hoop around the doctor-patient can, confidentiality. Yeah. But Cooper doesn't strike me as one who would want to do that. Like breach it. Yeah, yeah. he would probably I don't honor know it. Know if that exists after someone's dead. Probably. Great question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand what, how that works. Yeah. Seems strange. So, like, hey, I killed yeah, a bunch I know, of right? Like, hmm. guess I can't yeah, tell I anyone. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame that you <laughs> that <I'm> your... <laughs> told this only to a therapist and not anybody else. So then, um, they start talking about how all 
problems in society are of a sexual nature and um it's very interesting robert california yeah this whole scene is very interesting yeah well there's a lot of like subtext in this scene first of all i want to ask you too was jacoby banging laura low-key i think that jacoby was as cucked as the rest but likes to think that he wasn't but i don't think he much like james and i think bobby also was not getting any bobby got some how do we know? At one point. Then who was he talking about? I only know because I've read Laura Palmer's She was diary. saying, I guess it was just Bobby or James, because she's like, James is such an idiot. James is so dumb. Yeah, that's what she says. So I hope not. Yeah. I hope disgusting. not, but I kind of think so. That's so messed up. That he was banging Laura, Jacoby. Yeah, I kind of think, think so, too. He the kinda, way he talked he about it in the first episode. Yeah. episode. yeah. yeah. Totally. And I think he even hinted a little bit in this episode. Yeah. I don't know. So all we know is that he didn't bang her that night, the night she died. Yeah. Yeah. Should I use kinder language than bang? Bang her. <laughs> he didn't lay with her the night she died. He did not he didn't know, know her, her ah! the night she died. That's right. So then <laughs> Jacoby um, says that Laura... So then Jacoby starts walking towards... Cooper, he's actually kind of like helpful. He's like, I want to help you. He doesn't say any of this, but he's he's giving off a very helpful vibe. And then he leans down and whispers. So this is something Brad actually pointed out when we were watching it. He leans down and he's talking to Cooper exactly how Laura was mm-hmm. in the dream. Cooper's like angled with Cooper angled like looking forward with him whispering in his ear. And then Truman comes in the background. Like right then. Yeah. Yeah. Right then. He didn't need to. With no arms and naked, like a naked statue. Yeah, exactly. And female breasts, Mm, like pretty (laughs) miraculously. All right. Most of that is true. (laughs) So then um, Jacoby says that Laura had secrets around which she built a fortress and Jacoby wasn't able to penetrate it, which I think that's what I count as a personal failure. Yeah. Which I feel like, like I don't know if he's talking literally or if it's supposed to be like figurative, like. But although Laura's uh, tape that she left him is pretty flirty. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But I think that that might just have been the way she was. We know from certain... A total flirt. Other people that we've met the that principal with her. The reverend. That she kind of was that way. The yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah. No, Bobby hasn't been at practice Actually, all week. to tell you the truth, he hasn't been here in about a month. I was saying to him last time I saw him, I was saying, hey, you don't show up for practice anymore. Why is that? You got <laughs> personal <Bobby>. business. <laughs> so then. So then. Oh, oh, I'm only in one episode? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I shouldn't have gotten that hard. I'm doing all of this. <laughs> so then, it would have been funny if he was also the reverend. That's the role of a lifetime. The coach and the reverend. You know, Laura always told me I talk too much, okay? <laughs> what did Jesus teach us about football? <laughs> she, uh, I mean, what does football teach us about Jesus? <laughs> Wrong class. So then um, Jacoby says that he followed Laura the night that she died, but he couldn't make it all the way. But that he saw a red car. Mm-hmm. Did, he, did he say it was a red Corvette? Red Corvette. Just, red Corvette. Corvette, so, Corvette. So then Jacoby leaves. Um, Cooper said something to him while he was there. I can't remember. That was really like... I can't remember. He was like trying to know what was going on, but he did ask him if he was if he was one of the three men that she slept with the night that she died. Yeah, and he said, "Ah, uh, no." He he literally goes like, <laughs> no, "No, no, If you're asking me as a police officer, no, I wasn't. He doesn't. But if you're like asking any of my friends, though. yes, I did. <laughs> he doesn't condemn. If you're asking any of my friends, if you're asking the guys that I play that, cards with, that I the watch yes. 3D movies with, then yes. <laughs> 
Which, by the way, to explain, I never know when we're gonna watch a 3D movie. So, <laughs> he, so always have him on deck. Not only does he look like a character from Back to the Future, but also, so he is supposed to be a therapist that or a psychiatrist that is like heavily involved in the left brain right brain mm. attitude, and that's what mm. the glasses are supposed to symbolize. He seems to work total with douchey thing to do. Yeah, it a lot. Is. Also, yeah. Well, Johnny Horn and Laura. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I don't know why, but I thought he would work with Josie for a second, but. Now I'm just thinking of people that Laura used to take no, care of. She, I can't say this on the So then um, Cooper's like, yo, Truman, uh, homeboy, Leo drives a red Corvette, right? And like, yeah. So then they start talking about Jacques Renault. And then Cooper gets a call from Gordon Cole. Yeah, Andy busts and he says, Agent Cooper. Agent <laughs> Cooper. You have you a, call, a call, call on the phone. But you can take it in here because that's how phones work. I learned that today. <laughs> sits down. And then, so, Cooper talks to Cole, and they find out that a bird bit Laura's shoulder. And then they That's talk about... That's not a euphemism for anything. No, it's not. And then they talk about Albert and I Truman. I heard a bird bit his shoulder, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Bro. Wait, wait, Gordon Cole's also the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, Albert's been mad all week. <laughs> So then they talk about Albert and Truman. He's been wearing a blonde wig all month. All week, all month. He says he's got an apartment two blocks up on Queer Street. (laughs) You got personal business. So stupid. Okay, so then they talk about Albert and Truman. Andy brings in the picture of Bob, and Cooper says, that's the man I saw in my dream. And he says, his eyes were closer together. And then he says something about, like, I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm a strong sender. I'm a strong sender. I'm a strong sender. He said he was afraid that it would influence Sarah's, Uh, like... Recollection. Yeah. That's hilarious. Which is crazy. We have not seen him interact with the Palmers very much. Nope. He took Leland home, and that's odd. Because they're the parents of of the murder victim. Yeah. So... Is he not a good detective? Who is Cooper, really? Who is he? We don't know. So, <laughs> let's just have a moment of silence. We'll never like, know Cooper. <sighs> so then Hawk calls and says he found the one-armed man, proving himself as a good tracker. Finally, finally. Um, how do you? If you just lose a one-armed man, how do you like pick up on that? You find the arm. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So then we see Josie is spying on Ben Horn and Catherine Martell at the same motel that the one-armed man is at. Because I'm sure. She wants to know what happened to the books. Yes, absolutely. She's trying to figure out what happened to the books, mm. which she found out were lost last week when she was talking to Truman. So then Ben Horn and Catherine Martell are kind of just try to relax, okay? this I know this is the hottest scene of the episode, but I need you to, like, really, like... You snoring? No, that's 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 something else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then they're giving each other back rubs, and mm. I'm, I'm surprised they're not giving each other foot rubs because... Um, homeboy definitely added that. himself as a four back really into that with with feats with feats <laughs> that's right <laughs> so, yeah. so um, then they're talking about I mean, bankrupting the mill basically and then Cooper and Truman arrive at the motel and they knock on Gerard's door and Andy drops his gun and it goes off um, Cooper does like a full s- like like whew, like 360 twirl. it's hilarious so then they burst in and they find him and he's totally just like, yeah, one-armed man, chilling. And then Ben Horn says something like, I want the newspapers to say, like, it's it, like, 
arson attack on Mill, not big weenie, like weenie smoke yeah. in the woods. I don't yeah. know big what he was saying. Big weenie smoke. I have no idea what he was talking about. But then mm-hmm. he showed, he shows a little doll. He's like, I'm going to give little Elvis a bath, which I... I'm going to open up to the audience to tell us what that means. I don't want to know. And then Actually, I was, yes. Send us I want to know what you guys what think you guys it means to give. I know that there's a little... There's a, of what that means. Okay, so there's a little <laughs> figurine. Send of, us only pictures. <laughs> so, uh, just only JPEGs, please. Um, <laughs> there is, he has a little Elvis figurine. It's like felt, though. Which, like, yeah, it's like it's like fabric. It's like, a, it's like round. It, and then, I don't know. And, like, he's like... I want to know what he's doing with ben that Horn in the so bathroom. Far, ben Stop. Horn so far is the main perpetrator of saying weird, weird, unexplainable things. He's the kinkiest character of the show, oh, by sure. far. Well, which is sad. the most obviously kinky person because let's Besides think Bernard about Audrey. It, oh, she's yeah. subtly. Audrey just, is like being very sexual all the time, but she's not being like. I know weird, kinky she's not stuff. weird kinky, but I feel like that's right. I mean, we can assume. Hope. We can hope. We can hope. Jeez. Well, that's her dad we're talking about, but um, it's in the genes. It is in the genes, but I would like I would like it's to in her genes. <laughs> I'd like to raise you guys one everything. One, no, one Bernard Renault of being kinky. <laughs> I said that a couple minutes ago, but you guys were way down he was the Audrey train. Tied up and gagged when we found him. Yeah, and tied up the second time. <laughs> we're gonna get to this that homie sad has moment. Only tied up He's only been show. tied up in the show. That's Aww. hilarious, actually. So then, um, his acting was so bad. He drops chilling. a coin. He drops a coin from One-Eyed Jacks, and uh, yeah. So Catherine picks it up. She's like, "Oh, One-Eyed Jacks, cool." She does not seem to care. So then we're back in the motel room with uh, Philip Gerard, who is the one-armed man. He doesn't recognize this picture of Bob, and then he's talking about how he used to sell pharmaceuticals. He has a car accident. That's how he lost his arm. Must have been a gnarly car accident. Very like cool well i think that they're like being very pushy and he's being very cool yeah he seems to not have any idea what they're talking about that actor is great yeah he is he's so every good. scene he's in in the show is like fantastic yeah so then um he's saying that he sells shoes now andy opens up the suitcase and it just bursts with shoes you're all right foot well those are mo- model shoes um and then Cooper's like, what? If the army lost, did it have a tattoo on it? And he's like, yes, it did. And he says it, it said mom on it. And then he weeps bitterly. Yeah. He also says Bob Heidecker is his best friend. Lidecker. Lidecker. Bob, Bob Lidecker is just about my best friend. And it, did they say that Bob Lidecker got like an assault charge like three days ago? I have no idea. I think they did. I don't they know. Said he's that a he vet. Is a vet. And they go to visit him. And I don't see how that. That ended up I don't, helping them I have out. no idea. I have I have so many questions about that because they go to the veteran vet, right? And c- when they get there, Cooper's just like one he of the clients. He holds cli- up the poster to the lady. He's like one of the clients who comes here is Laura Palmer's killer. killer. Mm-hmm. But they don't find anything but else about Bob Lidecker. I don't know. It's so, yeah, like, how does that work? See him. Well, I think that... Um, holy cow, because we ran through kind of things that happened. A ton of things happen in this episode yeah and it's crazy how quickly all that crap happens and knowing that this is episode five this is episode five episode five not much left in the season no and so they had to do a lot very quickly yeah and truman is just as confused by the connection that cooper is seeing as we are yep 
I mean, this whole thing also is running off of a sketch that a lady had in a dream that Cooper also says that he saw in a dream. Yeah. To meet a guy that has one arm that he also saw in a dream that they saw once at a hospital. Yep. There's no... What was the other connection to... Um, to what's his name? The one-armed man. So they Hawk saw him in the hospital. Yeah, That's but why did they go and see him today? Because Tr- Cooper dreamed of him. That's literally it. I'm trying to remember because they go to his house with guns drawn. There's like a reason why they go there. I can't remember. They got his address. Well, in the in the dream, he says, "My like, that's Bob. Mm-hmm. He's my friend. We lived we lived in." I believe you call it a convenience store. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! So the reason they found they found him because of Hawk. Hawk tracked him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so strange. It, Hawk's just like being given like busy work. Like, hey, go find the one arm man. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like there was something else that came up. The reason why they came to his house because I don't remember how they got his address. Hawk just Hawk tracked just him. Tracked him. Yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, all of that's kind of weird because then they find they go to Bob Lidecker. Yeah, and then they, they go through the patients. Yeah. And then that's it. How would they? He I, almost because kisses of the, an alpaca. They, they it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so all, great. it's all bizarre because it's like, there's a bird marks in Laura's shoulder. So there's like, maybe the bird came from here. And then they find but Jock But it's, it's not even, it's not even that. Those things are not even connected. It's like, oh, you're, you have a friend named They're Bob. They're not. Okay. We'll go meet him. Oh, he happens to be a guy that. Runs this there are a shot. lot of lateral passes. It yeah. Just makes well, no it's sense. just these two totally separate pieces of evidence are kind of yeah circumstantially coming together yeah. in this thing. And Cooper says that he's like, if there are two coincidences that are connected to the same thing, I don't mm-hmm. remember what he says, but like you need to take that, that very seriously or yeah. something like yeah. that. I can't remember. Well, anyway, Hawk tells Truman that Josie was stalking the same place before they got there, and then at Twin Peaks High, Audrey and Donna are chatting in the bathroom. Um, you liked this scene. Yeah, and Audrey's like, yes, I in, re- in real life, there is no algebra, which I want to ask you guys, in real life, is there algebra? Not in my life. Nor mine. Effa yeah. algebra. I I freaking hate algebra. So Audrey talks about her dream to fall in love and run off with Dale Cooper, although she's not the, as that overt, but it's obvious. Um... She asks Donna for help and figure out what happens to Laura. And they talk about Jacoby and One-Eyed Jacks. And then Donna says she's willing to help if they keep it a secret. And then they start talking about the perfume counter. What did she say? <laughs> also, she said she said something about running off with Agent Cooper. And Donna was like, "You should run off to the circus." Yeah. Something Made like me think that. of Elephant Man. Really rude. Yeah. Just like super lame. And it's funny because that whole her thinking that she couldn't get Cooper. She had to just do that in real life. I know. Ruin the freaking show. I know. We'll talk about that later. So then, oh, I get, I wonder, I wonder what that, filming that scene must have been like though with that. She, yeah, she probably hated her. Okay, so then we're at the prison. Norma is there to see Hank in his hearing. He's, we meet him. His eyes creep me out. I don't know what it yeah. is, but his eyes creep me He's out. He's got a weird look. Um, just in general, just like physically, he's got a weird look. His face. I would agree. Yeah. His whole face. He looks like a dog. Like one moment he looked like you could really trust him. And the next moment he's like, that's the most evil man I've ever seen in my yeah. life. <laughs> so, so he's pretty douchey. 
He asks Norma. So, he's a so dick. basically, this big dumb douche comes in. <laughs> funny he's by his the, face. the judge is the baseball coach too. <laughs> hey, so we we're not here to tell the fate of your of your case. We're okay? here to decide if you're a big douche and you need to go back to prison. Are you gonna Are you, you gonna be stupid. living as man and wife? Okay, so then I saw that your wife is smoking hot, and I'm wondering how'd you pull that off. So you can speak whenever you want. Also, it's important <laughs> to notice that the the lawyer comes out first. And is like, I'm so sorry for if I was being a little bit too forward yesterday. Because he totally was like trying to get with Norma the oh, day yeah. before. Oh, so then <sighs> Hank comes out. He's like, I'm going to change. I already have changed. Please back me up in the hearing. And then he like kind of goes in for a kiss. Mm. We flash to the hearing. He's talking about fate and why he's in prison. Norma says that she's going to hire Hank when he comes back. And then the judge is like, are you guys going to live as man and wife? Do you have to ask that question in this kind of hearing? Probably, that was kind of like probably trying upon. to decide if he will be in a good situation. Yeah, she said still. his his assimilation will be well, difficult. Well, also maybe to read something from her too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, that's a good. He's my that's husband, a good point. isn't he? She looks miserable. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, well, that. he's my husband, isn't he? That's right. He's a, he's a bartender. He's a bartender, isn't he? He's a bartender, husband. isn't he? <laughs> he's a husband, doesn't he? <laughs> so then we see Hank's dice che- keychain. He's just like thrown around in his hand it's the entire time as, as he's. It's a domino. <sighs> it's definitely a domino. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I think I wrote dice. It's like on a dice, every... but it's like real flat. <laughs> I don't know why. It's one of them flat dice. <laughs> It's got one side, one side yeah, only, the ju- but there's a little the line judge, in the, the middle. The judge is like, is that a dice? And then the the coach comes, steps from off screen. No, nah, that's a domino. It's that's like, a domino. It's like domino. a dice, but it's, it's like it's like a rectangle instead of a cube. What would you call that? It's like It's, it's like, like a flat. domino, like the pizza. <laughs> and then the judge is like, how, are we, how, did, how did he get back in here? I'm sorry. I know how to get out of here. I'll, I'll see you later. I got I'll charges. My, yeah. my own man's yeah. case. <laughs> okay, so that uh, <laughs> so that Hank, the... Hank says goodbye to Norma like a dick, like in front of the judge. He's like, "Thanks." <laughs> he like kind of like grins. I'm like, I wouldn't leaves. be pulling that right now. I'd be on full acting like job. Well, you're not Hank. You don't pull all the time. That's oh! I don't have a domino keychain that I suck on when I'm on the phone. When I threaten Asian women, I like to suck on this domino. <laughs> you like my picture? It's pretty gratuitous, isn't it? It's pretty good. I spent a really long time on that drawing. You better put it up somewhere. I sent I sent one of my rejected drafts to Norma. So then Gosh. my wife. We go. Okay, so this scene is awesome. We're at Lidecker, uh, vet. Okay, so the, the everyone, the whole brigade shows up. Cooper's telling Truman about the dream about how it talks about living above a convenience store, and then they're walking out, and there's a biker. And Hawk walks up and just totally like daps him right there. Like, hey, what's up, Hawk? <laughs> it's like, so the, awesome. It is the nerdiest high five I've ever seen. Though. Yeah. They're like, hey, Hawk. Hey. hey. <laughs> and then it's like perfectly. And then like, Truman, a couple of Care Bears. Truman <laughs> yeah, like really. gets distracted by a girl with a cat. He's like, he's, oh, that there's is a cutie right there. Let me see this. And he's like talking to her. And then Andy <laughs> and and Cooper are kind of talk, are talking for a second. I don't know what Andy and Cooper are talking about while that's all going on. Anyway, they go inside, and then. While they're talking in the lobby, a llama or alpaca? It's I alpaca, know. I think. I have the, no idea. the owner just walks between Cooper and Truman, and then Cooper and the alpaca like address each other. <laughs> they a look little moment. Each other so it's great. amazing. Do you know how they filmed that? No, I have no so idea. So they had Cooper, they had Kyle McLaughlin, 
No, they, oh, I thought you were about to say something stupid. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, mostly it's because... He's a bartender, isn't he? Doesn't work. Stupid. But um, no. they had Cooper, they had McLaughlin chewing a flavored gum that oh. the alpaca would recognize. You're lying. And they, no, I'm, I'm telling you guys the truth. And they, it's not like it you was like meat. You need to make this up. It's, it's just like, it's like mint. And it's like in his, in his jaw. And then, so that when the alpaca comes by, it like smells him. And then so it keeps moving. Weird. So you're saying that gum he's chewing it's gonna come back is going to come into alpaca style? <laughs> so then um, <laughs> Cooper is just like, talks to the chick for like two seconds, comes back and is like, the man who killed Laurel Palmer is a client of this ve- uh, of this veterinarian. Mm-hmm. It's like, just we're just we're just taking really loose so red red yarn on on our screen he and just says something to sticking Andy it across. Too. He said there's a thin line between, I can't remember. And then he, he hands him a spool and it says thin line on the yeah. front of the yeah. spool. <laughs> spool. Don't. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. You could have been Matt's right or something. Okay, so then we're at the Johnsons. And this is about as sexy as Ben Horn and uh, Catherine Martell. About. So Shelly is just like, oh, going I thought you were at it a joke. with Bobby. And they, they're they just talking about the people who have wronged them. And then Bobby tells Shelly not to mess around with Leo because Shelly's like kind of alluding that she's going to do something to him. Which is hilarious because like two episodes ago, Shelly was like, no, don't come in here. Leo will find out. Um, Someone's in here. Someone's in here. <laughs> Leo's in here. And then they start talking about Jacques Renault and how Leo's been off with Jacques Renault. And what's his job again? He's a bartender, isn't he? That's uh, wait. He's <laughs> a bartender, isn't he? I think that I was gonna have you do that's right. I'm so stupid. <laughs> that's right. That's so stupid. You gotta do those back to back. It's Bernard Renault talking to each other. You're gonna have to cut these out. I don't sell drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, I love that one. He's a bartender, isn't he? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then... Um, she also says, he's like, I'm going to fix Leo. And she's like, why don't you fix me first? Yeah. And, says Bobby. and, then, and Bobby's and like, like, I don't understand your hints. <laughs> and stands up. And then... um, I don't know sex, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby says that he thinks Leo and Jacques are running drugs into the Twin Peaks, which he knows for a fact because he's been helping them do that. Yes. And then Shelly shows him the bloodstained jacket and Bobby's like... That is the my way better than having that sex is. with you. I'm taking this shirt and I'm I am picking right you up by your thighs, putting you on the table, putting your ass gently you. on this table. Dude, any any actor in the show could sh- throw Shelly, like That's holding true, her yeah. full, just like Very on like small lady. Yeah, she's a, she's she's a tiny tiny little lady. And that yeah, but so then, um, what? Bobby <laughs> is like, I'm gonna use this. This is our key out of all of our problems. Mm-hmm. And then Shelly pulls the gun out and she starts rubbing herself. You are praying that the safety's on. How oh. funny would that scene be if she's, and she's like, like, "Come teach me how to use it." <laughs> like, I know. Goes through her shoulder. I was worried. So then, um, I was so worried. I was she's scared. Like, she's like, genuinely. Will you teach me? And then, Bobby spits like a tooth out. <laughs> it's something red. I thought. <laughs> yeah, it looked like I don't know what it was, but he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Like a, it's like, like a fake tooth that he keeps his in. tooth just came out. He's like, <laughs> he's like, it's, it'll fall out during sex anyway. I might as well spit it out now. <laughs> it's his front tooth. So then at the sheriff's station, they bring in the lie decker files and plans start going through them. Andy tells Lucy about dropping his gun and feeling dumb. 
why would you tell a girl that you're like romantically involved in I think like that? Because it kind of worked. She was like, "It's a little endearing." Were you yeah, okay? Like, oh, are you little? He's like, "I dropped my gun. It fired. It was super crazy." <laughs> no, like I kicked the bullet. <laughs> you know when like someone does something embarrassing and you're kind of like, "Okay, that's kind of like cute that you just messed up. Like that's kind of cute." <laughs> so, <laughs> so what McKenna's what, what McKenna's trying to say right now is that she was very attracted to Andy. No, I want. No, what I'm saying, I'm just Wait, trying to back her up. McKenna, I dropped my gun. I it was so embarrassing, and Kenna. it went off. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my gun, and then my pants fell down earlier, Kenna. So then she gives him the cold shoulder, and Andy's like, saying. "What is going on?" So then the boys go down to the firing range, and they whip out their guns. And they start talking about Andy and Lucy, and basically Andy's like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> and and then Cooper's like, women are just cut from a different cloth, okay? They're just different. And then Hawk is like, this scene. You know, that's right. <laughs> like, amen to that. <laughs> How funny it would be if Hawk's like, amen to that. And then the, the, the football coach, hey, I thought. Like, he's going hey, hey. to be in hey, every. I, I heard what you just said. It's totally true. I'm going to go back to shooting this gun. <laughs> I just got done at court. It's so sad. <laughs> he is. If that, if that character needs to be in We're this all show guys. a lot more. We're all guys here. <laughs> And then, and then, uh, Albert with the with the blonde wigs. Okay, so then, um, they are just shooting the gun. Andy shooting his gun is ridiculous. It's hilarious. He looks like Marv getting electrocuted. He totally does. So then Cooper tells Andy to practice a lot, and then Cooper reveals that he once loved a woman. This part is hilarious because Cooper's like talking about a woman. Mid story, puts his earmuffs back on and then just shoots and then takes them off and he continues the story. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love that scene. I do too. And then uh, he's just talking about how like a woman taught him once about responsibility and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it, it's obvious that we're going to return to that at yeah. some point. So then Cooper, then yeah, they Cooper shot really well. Four in the eyes, two in for nostrils. And then Hawk just like is like yo check out these bars and he delivers a whole poem he's like i wrote that for my girlfriend diane shapiro and everyone's just sitting there just like oh, all right okay. man cool he says that that's a great says, that's a great button you, there's the only scene. one woman in like the one woman the in a man's cycle life of teach, a life yeah of a man's life that teaches him the singular joy of i can't even remember what he says that's right so then lucy calls in and she's like basically just saying that the names were organized alphabetically by pet name in the files at Lidecker Veterinarian. And then at the double R, Norma and Shelley discusses their men and not much happens. They're just like, we're gonna go out and get some manicures. Like, okay. This will fix our problem. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> We both have horrible men in our lives. What if we go and get beautiful for them? That'd really stick it to them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I don't know why you feel personally attacked. Well, I just have nothing to say about uh, that. So then James comes in, and that and he because just, you have like one scene where they're like, ah, that ain't that right? Like men, blah, blah, blah. 
And then yeah. they're like, oh, like, let's, let's go get panic here. It's this very, episode was it's written very, by a man. Yeah. So you can tell. He, he's like, he's like looking I'm at the, that, he's looking at that blank script page, like, okay, I think I know what they do. What do women <laughs> do? Like, that's yeah, really they funny. get their nails painted. <laughs> that's really the funny. Fo- the football coach. They like, probably do something. Hey, you got nothing by me, but I got nothing going <laughs> this on. This was I'm written so by the coach. <laughs> he's he's cleaning out his gun at the counter. Hey, I, I'd love to give you both some pedicures. Oh my god. Why don't you guys, guys go paint something real tiny like your nails? <laughs> what? So then James comes in. James comes in. He James is his least brooding in this episode. He's totally just like, hey, I've come to the double R to make a phone call. Yeah. He goes to the payphone. He calls Do- Donna. <laughs> Doc Hayward is like, have you ever heard of diet lasagna? Like, I don't like. I don't like. All- what the. F- Diet lasagna. <laughs> Your mother's a real dumbass for my <laughs> diet lasagna. So then they talk about meeting up, and Don's that, like, the guy I writing this stuff. episode, his wife said that she made some diet lasagna while he was. He's writing. like, you know He's what? Like, if she airs this, lasagna. if she sees this episode, she's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so then they talk about me- meeting up and discussing stuff, and then James sees Maddie. Maddie walks in, and it's just her back. If I just saw someone back to me like that, it'd be like human being over there and just walked by but he's like oh my gosh she's got that Palmer cake he can tell from a mile away <laughs> Palmer cake it's, it's her and Leland um, he, he tosses he's like I'd know that from anywhere what's up Leland what's up Mr. Palmer <laughs> <laughs> although he like, like, no, it would be your hair's looking long uh, these days Mr. Palmer it would more be like, like oh wait <laughs> you're not Mr. Palmer <laughs> cause oh. <laughs> it's a Palmer cake it'd be like Oh, oh. So uh, then he walks up to Maddie, like from the side, just like, Am I in your eyeline yet? Am I in your eyeline yet? Am I in your eyeline yet? Am I in your- Oh, like, hey. It's freaking uh, Marty to George McFly at the. Totally. Just- what? <laughs> yeah, and who are you? So, how funny if, if she would say that. Um, she introduces herself. And he introduces himself, and then she says that she's picking up food for the Palmers because they can't function right now. Basically, that's what she says. Because Leland is up all night listening to old music, which is hilarious, and Sarah is just, like, distraught. Having visions of Harry Man. Yeah. <laughs> then Norma gets off the phone and says that Hank got his parole. We flash to the Great Northern, and Ben Well, is- she asks, too, if she thinks that she looks like... If, wait, is this at the same time? Do I look like Laura? Do I Palmer? look like Laura? Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, total Vertigo vibes. It's really, yeah. Total Vertigo even, vibes. I don't know how I never even thought of that. So then. What's her name? Her Maddie. Name Mad- yeah, Madeline. I know, I know right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We talked about this earlier. And we oh have God. Gordon Cole, Sunset Boulevard. We got some of the connects. What was the other thing that she said? Because their conversation goes really. She says, it's so sad. We used to pretend that we were sisters. Yeah. And what else did she say? She is really creepy right now, in my mind. I yeah. thought she was kind of creepy. Only because she looks Agreed. like Laura Canada, and she's did you think that she was I creepy. also agree. I creepy think she's actually just a bookish Laura. She's, I don't know. She's Laura that's Burnett off true. Coke. Yeah. So then we go to the Great Northern, and then Ben is on a bike. He's conducting a phone call with Cherry, and he's talking to like riding an exercise bike in a jacket in front of a fire. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to sweat some pants. It's cut season for him. Um, that, so then that bath with Elvis didn't do it. He's uh, still out of shape. Yeah, Catherine's fattening him up. Um, then I didn't mean that in any rude way to know. Piper Laurie, <laughs> but um, Audrey comes in and she asks if if Ben's ashamed of her. And he says he wishes he could depend on her more. But honestly, like, yeah, I, I understand Ben's point. Like, she ran out the Norwegians. 
Um, and then she says she wants to change and be more dependable. And then she's like, life is short. I've been thinking about my future. It's and another double. Because Hank is kind of doing the same thing. He's lying oh ass. Oh, my gosh. Great job. Lying. About improving. Hey, we also have two Dianes now. Cooper's Diane and Diane Shapiro. <laughs> We're just like That's real. Him. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> you mean the lady that writes all my notes? <laughs> That's, really That's right. So then, um, he's he, she's just like, I want to start working at the department store. Let me be your daughter again, and they hug. And he's like, department store, and like, looks yeah, I know, right. yeah, that was great. He, he comes knows. right up to the camera. He's like, Ugh. he just starts sweating immediately. It's like uh. when they do those like extreme close-ups on SpongeBob, where he walks right right up to the camera, he goes into like a painting. <laughs> like that. <laughs> the animation is like totally different. All the colors. Yeah. It's like, so. SpongeBob. What? Where is this coming from? I just can do really good, Patrick. That's all. Okay. So then they hug, okay. and she looks at a picture of her and Laura Palmer <laughs> that we have never seen before of them like on a skiing trip. And then Ben answers a phone call and asks Audrey to leave. She like chills for a minute, and he just waits for her to leave. And then Ben says, where you been? Meet me down by the river in half an hour and be discreet. Where you been? I'm like, I wonder who's calling. Ben Horn. So then Cole calls Cooper and tells, Gordon Cole calls Cooper and tells him that they basically have been able to put together what the plastic in Laura's stomach was. Yeah. And it turns out it's a part of a, pe- of a poker chip from Wide Eyed Jacks. The exact what? same one that Ben Horn had. Dang. And I did not catch that. That's- yeah. That's and, pretty incriminating. And in the same yeah. moment, we find out that the bird is named Waldo, owned by Jacques Renault. That's how Andy pronounces Jacques Renault. Renault. So then we get a but shot of two people belong bundled. To Jacques Renault. Agent Cooper. Waldo. I found Waldo. I didn't think I'd be able to do it in those damn books, son of a bitch. I can never find it. <laughs> That's right. I could never find uh, that strap wearing son of a bitch until now. <laughs> so then um, they go. So we, we see we cut to a shot of two people playing tennis bundled up and they we kind of get <laughs> oh, far in their the game. And I've... then we whip pan to Cooper. It's amazing. It's a great transition. And then we, we basically see them. They're, they're just storming Jacques apartment. But little do they know. This and by they I, I mean Andy does, Truman it's one Cooper. Shot. I think it whips to Cooper and then it whips to them running at the apartment. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Awesome. So then, little did I know that Bobby's inside, and he. Little uh, did anyone know or expect that no. Bobby would be. Yeah, inside. we did, uh, I was not expecting that. Actually, a pretty cool twist for the audience. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So then Bobby escapes. He escapes Hawk. So Hawk is like two one on like being able to catch people. Yeah. Actually, he's one two. Yeah. He's gotten one person. He finally got the one armed man, but which would not be that hard to find again. So then, uh, (laughs) they go inside. Bobby escapes. (laughs) They find the bloody jacket, which has LJ Mary Johnson on it. Obviously placed. Yeah, I must say. Truman's like, no, this is fine. Yeah. (laughs) So then they go. We cut to down by the river. Um, Leo's peeing. Was Leo peeing? It shows his Corvette, and then it goes up on him from the back, and he's standing he's like, like this. Really? But Ben um, immediately puts his hand on him, so I don't think he's... He just turns like... And Ben's just like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me in the face. <laughs> Makes me no. think of my cigar I need to get crack out right now. So then, down... Mm. By, so, hey, Leo, what's your last name again? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that's right, Johnson. So... 
That's right. Bro. That's so, so then stupid. Ben is basically so like, Leo, you got so many opportunities in your life. You're you're with these glue sniffing squish heads. <laughs> and then we find out that Leo killed Bernie. And he has oh, him yeah. right there. So, he's like, he's oh, dead. by the way, I killed this guy. I don't sell drugs. He's I, also dead. He got personal business. Him. That's right. Dick. He's the bartender, isn't he? Bro, that is the, the greatest line. lines of the show, and now he's dead. He's the only character who has one, two, three, four, five buttons on our soundboard. <laughs> we just loved it too much. Pete Martell has two, and Dale Cooper has one. <laughs> um, so, and the Rock has one. Yeah, who's not even in the show? So then, and Kanye and Spoiler Kid Cudi have one too. Mm. So then, um, basically, Ben hires Leo to burn down the mill. Yeah. He says, three nights of green light. You're good to burn down what the mill. What does he say to him that was really funny? He said something hilarious. Oh, he's like, it's not just eating peanuts or something like that. I can't yeah. remember what he said. Didn't sound like peanuts. No. <laughs> he's No, he says, I'm out $10,000, which is the money that uh, was in Laura safety deposit box. That's what we're not, Leo we're says. We're not talking peanuts. Yeah, that might, that, might be peanuts peanuts. that might be peanuts, peanuts to that you. That might be peanuts That might be penis to you. Oh, yeah. Look here, Mr. That Horn. is that peanuts might, to me. That might be penis to you. There's a lot of. But what is penis to me is not penis to you. <laughs> There's a lot of fallacy in that episode, if you or in that scene, if you consider him having a schlong out when he turns around. So then, in the same. This might be penis to you. So in the same forest, There's question no penis mark, to me. How how close do you think Donna and James are right now to Leo, and um, Ben Horn? Because they're in the forest. There's a lot of forest. That's true. There's a forest is. There's a lot of forest is. There's lots of That's right. <laughs> so in the forest, James and Donna go to where they hid the necklace and it's gone. And then James is like, how would Sarah Palmer have known about this? And apparently, and Donna's just like, yeah, well, Laura always said that her mom was spooky. That's the word she used. Yeah. That she had spooky. dreams and saw things she and had visions. Spooky. She's totally spooky. She's real spooky. Um, and then as she says that, an owl hoots nearby. Uh, and there's like and a, a there's special really zoom dramatic in, zoom out. Out of them. And then out? it cuts to yeah. the owl. owl. It's freaking It's creepy. pretty awesome. And then they decide not to tell the police about what they're Again, talking about. Because they're jackholes. Yeah, that they have to do this for her, not just them. And then they kiss and Don's she like, I want to be with you, it into a James. weird thing. Well, it's like, you he, guys kiss. Yeah, he did not want that, I feel like. To kiss? I don't think so. Well, like, to kiss, yeah, but I feel like. He doesn't. He was I not like he doesn't it. like it. No, he was not into it, and he also wanted her to stop. He got personal business. He does, so, which is affecting his sex life. Affecting <laughs> his sex we life. Need, we need to call uh, Clay Wilcox, who plays Bernie Renault, and just get him to record like, a bunch we of. We love you. Stuff. We love you. We want you on the. He's show. the first person I want to have on our podcast. Is Clay Wilcox. So. Here's here. Let me let me. Were you really tied up to you. in that bag, in the second episode that you were in? Yeah, right. Like nice feet. You get by paid the way. for two episodes. So how did it feel to be the first brother we saw, and also only in two episodes? He's the better Renault, and he's the one get, who gets killed. It's true. So James. So Donna says, "I want you, James," and it's just who like it? Donna does. Donna. She's Donna. Like, she's like, "I want." To, oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so Donna says to James that she wants to be with him. And then it's like, it's been four days since Laura, for five, five, yeah, four, five days since Laura died. You guys just kissed like two days ago. I think you're still together. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think you have to worry about this. So anyway, we go to our final scene of the night, Martell Manor. Josie answers the phone and Truman's on the phone and he's like, 
hey, were you at Timber Falls Motel today? She's like, yeah, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Well, like right before that, she's like, I want to see you. I want to talk to you. He's like, I want to see you. I want to talk to you too. Were you at Timber Falls Motel? Yeah, sorry. See ya. Sorry, don't want to talk to you anymore. Bye. And then Bye. Pete talks to Josie and she's like, she makes him a turkey sandwich and there is a, he's basically just like, I'm hungry. And she's like, okay, I'll make you a sandwich. That's not actually how it happens. He's like, as Another long as day at work. thing. I think a woman he says making that, he a says, sandwich yeah, that's for true. a man. I know. He's like, I'm so tired. I could. She's like, eat a horse. Eat a <laughs> horse. Like, he's like, you got close there. Yeah. He's uh, like, it's not. I'm so tired. I could eat a horse. It's, yeah. I'm so hungry. hungry I eat a horse. And then Josie's like, well, so I can dumb. make you a turkey sandwich. She says that she already did. And I want to start my own. She seg- does. my own segment for feminism. Which do you yeah. think? Okay, wait. I I have. What was I the other question. thing you want to do? Feminism and charming things that. Yeah, charming Should, things. That adorable Cooper things that Cooper does. You can't have it both things. ways. You can't objectify our man. What? And then, I'm, I'm not objectifying him. He talks about trees. I'm just kidding. Okay, I have a question. You for should you guys. do that because there was a lot of effed up stuff in this episode. I have. Yeah, a, I have a very important question. Things. What the hell? So Josie's like, I already made you a turkey sandwich, and then there is a very long <laughs> insert of her putting mayonnaise on the bread. Do you think they specifically did that so that no one thought that she was like poisoning Pete? Maybe like, though. Mayonnaise staying out. They're like, oh wait, we need you guys to go shoot an insert real quick because this seems like this she made an old be. sandwich for homeboy and is just gonna give it to him. I don't know why they because there's a super it weird. It like, wasn't a quick thing. It was like a long and it was with a line. Like he said something when he did it because it's funny. He's like, is what is the stupid wife's name? Josie. No, his wife. Catherine. He's like, is, is Catherine asleep? And she says, yes. He's like, well, then put some mayonnaise on oh, okay, it. That's, okay, that's right. That's right. And then it's like, as it goes that's across. And then the football coach is like, hey, uh, don't put it on a balloon. Hey. <laughs> 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 You're putting it on a cat. It's <laughs> 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 the sound of spreading mayonnaise on a cat. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Pete. Uh, Laura taught me this one. <laughs> so then, I was doing like a stand-up bit and just being like, "This is the sound of spreading mayonnaise on a cat." I do think that the most underrated, the most underrated like cut storyline from season one was the fact that Josie was like trying to be a stand-up comedian, the local improv. <laughs> what is shenanigans? Shenanigans. So then, um, she's basically just making the. He then he's like, "Yo, how do you like how do you like fishing?" <laughs> and she's like, I don't really know anything about it. And he basically just swindles her into like He's doing like, a fishing. I know enough about fishing for the both of us. There's enough fishing in me for the two of us. <laughs> Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish. That's right. In the percolator. That's right. So then, um, he goes to bed. They both agree to be in the fishing competition together. Yeah. He goes to bed, and then Josie looks through some mail and finds a shaded picture of a domino. And where do we know that from? Diane the Shapiro. domino. <laughs> Good one. So then um, we she gets a phone call in the study, and she answers it. Very different good place. timing on the phone call. A little creepy. Also, different place than where she answered the phone earlier. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go That's over true. here now. So then, or maybe it's just a different phone. Maybe she's like, Batman has two phones. She's like, this is my Hank phone. So then Hank she phone. answers the phone and Hank is sucking on a domino. And he's like, I just want to make sure you get my message. And she should have been like, you know, it's actually kind of weird. I just found it. Right I, before you called. This is so weird, dude. This I just so read bizarre. it. You would have so been funny. like. No way. She's like, yeah. Are like, you looking at it right now? He's like, I get out of jail tomorrow. And she's like, cool, how's jail been? What are you wearing? Also, like, okay, how many know. calls does he get? And he spends it to, I call Josie. Yeah. He's going to be in Twin Peaks tomorrow. He could have just, like, knocked on the door, like, 
Did you get my postcard? But he went okay, out cool. of the way to send, not only send her a cryptic letter, but also call her to make sure she got the letter. He is a square. Yeah, he's still, yeah. He doesn't really know how sucks. that works. He doesn't know like any like Snapchat etiquette. So then, <laughs> uh, we just did you get my snap? We end on. Oh, you didn't. What? What? What if she hadn't got it? She's he like, just no. puts the domino right like, oh, it, It's coming in the mail. He's like, you also, should, I'm coming home. Have tomorrow. you looked at the mail? Yeah, yeah, I just went through it. What's your address again? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we that we okay. I might have mailed that to the wrong person. We basically just end on the um, domino. We, <laughs> <laughs> we end on Hank sucking on a domino. Yeah, instead of instead of dick pics, Hank it's says a domino, domino pics. Hey, I show you mine. You show me yours. Domino for comparison. I want to see your domino. <laughs> domino for comparison. <laughs> domino for comparison. You got personal business. So, so that Com- is the Her- Com- Harrison. That's thank you. That's my name. Com- I don't want to Harrison. be associated with this. But okay, so that's 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 our episode. That's the end of it. Josie getting that phone call. We're gonna run real quickly to the red room where we're gonna discuss things that have to do with the supernatural elements of Twin Peak. Great job. Got it. That's right. He's a bartender, isn't he? Kinda sucks that Bernie's dead. So, two visions. Laura Palmer said two visions, and Donna says that Laura or Sarah or sorry, Sarah Palmer said two visions, and Donna's like, "Yes, Sarah Palmer, super spooky." I think that's important to note. Yeah, I don't know what it means. I don't know why. The owl, the cosmic that's, owl. I was, I was just bringing up also, time. yeah. The, mm-hmm. The he owl. only shows up in dreams if that means that they're gonna come true, dude. Also, the Shoot. owl, like the owl, reacts. That's kind of facts. Right when the when they're talking about Sarah Palmer being spooky, it's at that moment yeah. where the owl's like, Hoo-hoo! and then he, the owl looks <laughs> at the camera like, like I don't know, creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. So then they're being watched. That's kind of it. Owls, Sarah Palmer. The other stuff that is weird was he had the Tibet map. They talked about that a little bit. And then Cooper is going strictly off of spiritual things Yeah. from this point forward. Yep. He's like, look, that's who I saw in my dream. That's weird, yeah. but that's who I saw in my dream. We're going to go try to find this dude that doesn't exist. And then he also makes the connection with the parrot purely on just dreams and on like weird spiritual connections yep. and stuff yep he says something else yeah he just says like there's no such thing as coincidence as if they're directly related to this yeah case. like we need to take it seriously he says it, something different than that but yep it's all great um the owl in the woods and sarah palmer are, are big like yeah. I, I really want to underline those mm-hmm. all right well we're gonna also transition right now to another um, part of our little show that we run here and we're going to go back to the double R and we're going to talk about our question of the week, favorite scene and who won the episode so let's head on over there yeah it's, it's so crazy how the first time that you watch the show you can't you just have to miss things 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, there's so, so we, much. It took us missed. an hour to just talk about plot points, like important plot Dude, points for these separate episodes. Are so effing packed. No, and when They're I first so watched packed. this, I it literally just had to fly past me. Yeah. I just had to be like, I don't know what's going on. I honestly, me the first, right now. The first time I watched the, se- yeah. the first season, I was like, when we got to the final episode, that I started putting things together. Besides that, I was like, I have no idea. I like, I was just not connecting and threads as well. Even like. That's part of what Firewalk With Me does is not even introducing new information, but just getting that timeline really clear. Yeah. I won't say anything else other than that, but just it's crazy. Okay. I have two questions of the week. <clears throat> How do you think Hawk and Diane Shapiro met? And what do you think their dates are like? <laughs> I have another question besides that one. How do you think Hawk met? How, how do you guys think Hawk met? Diane Shapiro. I thought you were going into the second question. Well, uh, Hawk is a flaming conservative and found uh, Ben Shapiro's mother. (laughs) (laughs) She entrusted him with all of her conservative wisdom. And um, are you saying Hawk is Ben Shapiro's mom? (laughs) Hawk is Ben Shapiro's dad. Mom, (laughs) mommy. Wait, 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 wait. Because who is it that looks like Ben Shapiro? Leo. Leo. Okay, wait. So wait, Leo needs to. All the villains get together with Diane Shapiro, and he's a good. <laughs> Leo gets together with Diane Shapiro, okay, and Hawk raises Ben Shapiro. Sure, but none of that wisdom gets there. Hmm. We're gonna have to table this. That's another for a show. Bit. Yeah. Okay. I think Hawk and Diane met um, at like a poetry night, and then their nights consist <laughs> like stalking people and like tracking them. That. No, they met at Sprouts. Oh, <laughs> totally. Totally. What is that? Him and all the biker guys giving him high fives on the way in there. Just like a line. <laughs> like the end of a soccer game. It is so funny that this episode was written by a man because I don't know if I'm just seeing it more. I'm noticing more like traditionally macho things. Yeah, this, totally. It's so funny. They're like talking what about up, girls. Rock? And they're like, I'm into that. Let's Amen go shoot some guns. <laughs> so, I wrote this poem for my girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, no. he's got a sensitive side, and he talks about having how there are many souls. Okay, he where is Laura Palmer? She's she's in the, in ground. the ground. She's <laughs> does is that what you think? I'm in Laura Palmer. No, she's dead. No, she's wrapped <laughs> she's straight up in plastic. <laughs> Do you think they buried her in the plastic? Oh no, right. they didn't. Because we, we saw her like under the the table thing. That's anyway. barbaric. Why would they do that? What? Just Maybe keep they, her wrapped in the plastic. Leland. I could, I could see Leland and Sarah being like, no, being like, that's our daughter. Leland and Sarah are now like the weird people of town. Of like, they you are. Know, I saw so Leland sad. at the supermarket like. How ooh. do you not be like that though? Okay, so here's my second question. Is How that do you, what is, makes weird people? They're just less lucky. That's just what makes you a freak. You're just unlucky. Bad stuff that just happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. how do you think Leo killed Bernard? Hmm. <laughs> Don't say something gross. Um, he probably just came up with two bars of soap and socks. Beat him to death. <laughs> he flew at him. <laughs> what do you think, Kenna? Mm. <laughs> I think it's safe to assume the two bars of soap. Uh, okay. Um, all right. We're going to go around the table. We're going to pick our favorite scene. You cannot pick the same scene, and I get to go first this week. My vote of my favorite scene. Let me let me go through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Lydecker's vet. vet. When Dang they're it. at Lydecker's veterinary. 
Yeah. It was actually, I, it was almost another one, but then I picked that one. Because you have, you have the alpaca thing. You got, hey, what up, Hawk? You got um, Truman talking to the kitten. Um, you got the complete lateral plot development of, like, I guess we'll just get the file names because Bob Lidecker. Yeah. Um, that's my vote. Kenna, you're second. What is your favorite scene of the week? I like the scene with Cooper and Dr. That was, that's what I was thinking of. And yeah. then I thought of Lidecker. Yeah. That was my favorite because of the shots and because I just like, I don't know. The, Jacoby's a cool presence. Yeah. He is a cool presence. And then at, I mean, obviously at the end that, that scene that Brad pointed out, that's parallel to the, to yeah. the dream. I yeah. thought it was all pretty cool. It's really sweet. Bradford, favorite scene of the week. That was mine. Yeah. Uh, that was all of ours, I think. And then I was like, no, Lidecker. I'll be nice. If I have to pick another one, I got to go with the Shelly and Bobby. Well, really? yeah, obviously. That's good. Because I was going to pick the, the Jacoby thing. Not the owl and that was Sarah cool. That was a weird. cool moment. Like the owl, that was cool. Yeah. But them out in the woods having a Bob being James is not attracted to you kiss. I'm not down Threw for that. Threw you yeah. off. But <gasps> oh, I just thought of the Donna and Audrey bathroom scene. Oh wait, yeah, that too. I thought you, I thought you great. would pick that one because you pointed out the interior of that bathroom is crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that paint job is it's sick. very grabbing. It's so sick. It's cool. I want to go to that. Home. That bathroom grabs me. Grabs me in a different way. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> that bathroom grabs me in a different, different way. <laughs> <laughs> Only in order to keep us on track, but um. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go around the table and we're going to say who won the episode, either an actor or a character. Um, Brad, you will go first, and we'll go then to Kenna, then to me. <laughs> um, I don't even know. Uh, I, mm, this is the first time that we've seen Cheryl Lee act and she's kind of not doing much in this but yeah she is haunting like she yeah. immediately it's like you don't want to look away You're like what is going on with this lady and she will continue to do that so i'm saying her debut performance in twin peaks for me yeah wait besides james do you know why i'm so happy <laughs> it's more because of a voiceover because your skin is so soft <laughs> and you smell so good <laughs> Oh, we gotta get I never want to forget that. Wait, what so if at the, when the cops were at the Palmers, they're like, Sarah's just saying, they're like, wait, I've had three visions. They're like, what's the third one? She was with this she was bald with this, man who pretended this. to have hair. <laughs> James? <laughs> <laughs> and what did they say? Well, she asked him if he knew why she was so happy. And what was his response? Well, it sounded like a poem or a code because no one could have said this seriously. <laughs> All right, Kenna, what's your, who won the episode? I don't know. Who is she talking about? Because she said, oh, she says, I'm sure that you love me. She doesn't say because she's in love. No. she And then she gives okay. him my best friends. Yeah. Best it's hard friends. because I feel like um, a lot of characters were in this Tons. episode, but for not that long. Like each yep. person besides like maybe Cooper and, and the whole police crew, but. Um, I still really liked Audrey in it. Yeah, she's great. She had, I don't know. She had emotionally difficult scenes. Yeah. She had to be honest with her dad and use him at the same time. Yep. 
Okay. And I liked, and since I didn't choose the bathroom scene, I choose her for the bathroom scene. Audrey or Audrey. Sherilyn Fenn, the actress? Um, I guess I'll choose the actress, Sherilyn. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I thought she did really good. All right. Well, I think for me, it's probably Hawk because he daps that guy up right outside the vet. <laughs> And then he's amen to that, and then he t- gives his poem. It's just incredible. And he finds a one-armed man. He's the MVP good. of this episode. True. Although he loses, loses Bobby. Oh, man, he was fantastic too. Holy cow! Yeah, he was. Just it's different. Just knowing the way that he is, like later in the show, just like his, he felt like almost like felt like I was watching a different show. How totally. genuine he was being. Yeah, I was like, this feels like I'm watching like something completely different. Because most yeah. people in this are playing so obviously playing a character. Yeah. Whereas in this, he felt very genuinely like kind of nervous, scared, trying overly trying to be polite and honest. Yep. Yep. It was really cool. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's go into the log lady intro for next week. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Please. I play my part on life stage. I tell what I can to form the perfect answer. But that answer cannot come before all are ready to hear. So I tell what I can to form the perfect answer. Sometimes my anger at the fire is evident. More Sometimes about fire. it is not anger, really. It may appear as such, but could it be a clue? Anger. The fire I speak of fire again. is not a kind fire. The fire she speaks of is not that's a kind the fire. That's so strange. That's incredible. That's I don't weird. understand. I still don't know what. Did she's you guys like about. not having the lights on while we did that? Yes, I did. Do you want to keep them off? I'm scared. People in a three-way be like, oh, <laughs> gosh, dang it! And with that, you, that was three per- fish in a percolator. Thank you so much for being I here. I think it's about to be two fish in a percolator. Oh, honey. please. That that's right. Stroking each other's you got personal business. You guys got personal business.